In our culture, everything is based on success. But what is success? Who defined it? Who decided that success was the goal instead of fulfillment? What happens if we shake up that definition? What if we make our own definition of success? My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and on this podcast, I'm going to dig deep into the real stories behind success. Join me as I interview other entrepreneurs who've climbed up Success Mountain and have come back down to share their stories so you can succeed. If you're ready to join a community of other entrepreneurs redefining success and finding fulfillment, go to BeFulfilledLife.com and join the community. Now, let's dive into today's show. Welcome to Be Fulfilled. It is the real stories behind success. My name is Tony Grebmeyer, and uh, I'm really blessed and grateful to have the opportunity for you to hear from a gentleman who was referred to me through a, just a connection in life. And we got a chance right before uh, the new year to chat for a few minutes on the phone that ended up being like about a 30 or 40 minute call. And I said, hey, you'd be the perfect guest for our community. Everybody would be dialed into what you do. And by the end of the call, and I'm like, I wonder what my mind type is. So please welcome to the show today's special guest, Ridgely Goldsboro. And uh, I, I'm excited for you to be here. Thank you so much, Tony. I appreciate it. The happy new decade to everybody. Obviously, success in the new decade is a big deal, I think, for all of us in life, in business, at home, with family, with loved ones, all areas. And I'm excited to be some small part of talking about what that looks like and what that means. One of the things that I loved reading about you, you believe in solving problems and taking complex and challenging topics and making sense out of them. I mean, you've, you've got a, an amazing resume of stuff that you've done. You started in business at age 16. You've uh, since founded over 43 companies, written 17 books. You hosted your own television show, created dozens of audio and video programs. So I'm honored you're here today. Same question out the gate for every guest, regardless if you're the president or the Dalai Lama, is what is your definition of success? Well, so here's what's interesting. Out of those 43 companies, I love to say that two or three were successful, three or four were moderately successful, and the rest were highly educational. And in my opinion, failing your way forward is a form of success. To me, success is having a vision, some kind of an idea, a thing that you can see in your mind, and then going out and creating that in the physical world, in the real world, whether that's digitally, online, or physically. In other words, be, it's, so, it's almost like amazing, wondrous, and fascinating to me, Tony, that we can think something and then bring it and cause it into being through a series of actions. Now, I will share one of my favorite quotes of all time, though. Let it not be ignored that the only place that success comes before work is in the dictionary. I like that. So I just, I'm fascinated. Anybody who starts a business at 16, right? Right around the time you need a car, you're like, I need some money. <laughs> what type of business at 16? And then tell me, let's go right to today's business because I think we'll piece in some of the past experiences and lessons and ideas. Because um, what my goal is on this show is to give people an eavesdrop into a conversation to allow them the chance to kind of understand maybe some things to avoid, maybe some things to lean into and learn more about. So what type of business at 16 were you running? So I came to the conclusion early on that I was psychologically unemployable. It just didn't make any sense to me to build someone else's dream when I could build my own. So I went out and I bought a few windsurf boards uh, on credit with my dad. And I had a beach where I could launch those. And I set up my own windsurfing school 
during the summer of my 16th birthday and would get all the local people to come down and pay me for lessons. I will tell you that it was not particularly successful. Uh, I found myself, especially if the girls were pretty, giving free lessons because I could ride on the same board as they did, and that was really a lot of fun. <laughs> so it was a good learning experience. I'm not sure I quite paid my dad back by the end of the summer, but I had a great summer. No, I love it. And I'm, I was thinking just that, you know, 16, what type of business would I really have been running and would it have been really successful? And I think the, the thing that you leaned into, which I love about our conversation already is, hey, you know what? I probably gave away more than I really needed to, but it allowed me an opportunity to grow. So if you look back at giving away um, because you're a giver uh, and that same trait, that same thing is with you today. That's why you offered to come on the show. It's why you offered to be uh, just a guest on a phone call previously. What are some things that have, by being a giver you've learned that have maybe reaped massive rewards for you in your life? Probably the biggest thing is that when you live a life of service and you're clear on it, and by the way, it's interesting because giver is one of our mind types and it's my secondary. I have a primary ahead of that one. We'll get to that a little bit later. By living a life of service, it's always rewarding. And life is short and it goes by fast. And people who get so stuck in what they think they should or want or could have and never really even define what that means end up suffering a lot. I ask people all the time, how would you define happiness? Question number one, hardly anybody can answer that. And then I say to them, what's your number? Do you know your number? You don't need to tell me what your number is, but what is your number that says, I'm good, I've made it, I can spend the majority of my time focused on what I truly care about, as opposed to the pursuit of something that I haven't even defined yet. Mm, I appreciate you sharing that. And uh, let's give a little back uh, story on how you became a guest today. You were at Flight Club mm -hmm. and you sat next to uh, our VP of sales, Josh Noble, and you guys had a conversation. And I think through that conversation, Josh thought it would be good for us to connect. What kind of business you currently run? So I have three different entities that we run currently. Uh, I do a lot of speaking and consulting on the CEO circuit, which I love doing, hanging out with people who are super smart, always raises your game. And then I have a software that helps people do online promotions, which is cool. And my primary focus is on developing mind types, helping people figure out their mind type, and it, what all that means, figuring out what is your superpower, and more importantly, what's your kryptonite, the thing that'll take you out, and how you can overcome that so that people can be happy, fulfilled, and wealthy. Because I, I swear, I know so many unhappy rich people, man. It's like, what's the point of killing yourself to be unhappy? I don't get it. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And I, I'm, I'm excited to go down the journey. And, and so mindtypes.com. And, and how did that come about? That's a very fascinating domain. It's a very fascinating premise. And I know you shared some stuff on our phone call, which I thought was really, really fascinating of how you finally came to the conclusion about, I need to be able to call it something that nobody can take away from me. Yes, can you share just briefly about that? Yeah, of course. So in 1999, I was publisher of a magazine. That was a venture that was one of those highly educational ones. And I wrote my first article about why. What's your why? Why is knowing your why important? And to me, the why was what's the essence of who you are? What's the chip that's running your brain? What's the way in which you perceive the world? But then people started talking about, well, my why is my kids. My why is retiring my mom. My why. No, they, no that's not at all what I'm talking about. So I was literally walking through the streets of San Francisco on my way to a Buddhist culture center. 
And I'm thinking, I got to call it something else. I got to call it something else. And I started thinking, well, I'm going to call what I do archetypes. What's your archetype? And I got on the phone with a friend of mine in Peru. And my friend in Peru says, why don't you call it avatars? And I said, okay, cool. So I invented this whole thing called the avatar formula. And what's your why became what's your avatar. And then all of a sudden, everybody's talking about my business avatar, my client avatar, my consumer avatar. And I'm back to square one, Tony. Like, that's not what I'm talking about at all. To me, it's the essence. And then one of my long-term partners called me up and said, I got it. And I said, what? He said, you're going to call your work Mind Types. And oh, by the way, mindtypes.com is available. And I said, are you serious? And in that moment, I realized, and this is a key lesson for entrepreneurs, that I could define the space and nobody could take it away from me. And it's the same work. It's just, it's defining the essence of who you are, what your strengths are, what your challenges are. But now I call them mind types, superpowers, and kryptonites. Everybody gets it. It's fun. It's a little bit gamified. And now it's a space that I can run with for the next 20 years because I really, truly do want to serve as many people as I can. I love it. I just want to say thank you so much for sharing that. Great, great illustration, too, of, you know, I, I've spent those late nights Googling or GoDaddying my way through trying to figure out the perfect domain. And you get there and you're like, man, it's taken. Man, that's going to really change the idea. But I loved how you backed into it. Um, well, so I just want to say without an enormous amount of work, right? I mean, I've been doing this for nine years. So to have to take everything I've done and make the commitment as an entrepreneur, I don't care how much work it is. I don't care how long it's going to take. I don't care what it's going to cost. If you want to serve as broadly and deeply as you can, you need to do this and make this shift. And it was a solid year and a quarter to get to where we are today, where now things are cranking and humming. So not, not like it was an easy decision. Making the decision was easy, relatively. Executing on the decision, not so much. Well, you know what I want to do is I'm going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. I'm going to actually, if you're cool with it, I'm going to allow us to play back and forth. I want to help discover my mind types today with you. And I'm going to play along. I want to discover some kryptonites and we'll, we'll do a speed up version of it because I want people to learn more and go discover this fascinating human being who we're interviewing today. And, and you can look online. There is so much amazing stuff about him. And I'm honored that uh, Josh was at the right place at the right time. You guys had an impactful conversation. He suggested that we get connected. We have a phone call. We're sitting on an interview. And I don't want anybody to miss out on just the play along in the next couple of minutes that we're going to discover. And hopefully throughout this process, uh, you, the audience member, is going to hear something today that's going to ask yourself that important question. You know, what is my kryptonite? Do I even know? What happens if I actually discovered it and figured out my superpower and, and also all the other pieces of this important puzzle? Because you heard Ridgely talk about giver is number two. And I'm fascinated to figure out what number one is. So hang around. We'll be right back on the Be Fulfilled podcast show. Are you ready to break the mold? You know, so many people seem stuck in society, but you're not one of them. If you were, you wouldn't be listening to this. But I know for a fact that right here, right now, inside you, there's greatness. And a great way to help bring that out is the 12-week journey to fulfillment. So head over to BeFulfilledJournal.com and use the coupon code PODCAST and you get a special rate on us. It's our way to say thanks for listening. As well, there's access to a private community of entrepreneurs ready to support you and your business. 
That's BeFulfilledJournal.com. All right. Tony's sucked down plenty of Pellegrino. So let's get back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Be Fulfilled podcast show. We are, we are talking to a fascinating human being all by luck. No, I'm just kidding. By opportunity of saying yes and being at the right place at the right time, does a conversation like this get to unfold? So uh, Ridgely, uh, Goldsboro, you uh, you said yes to a, a podcast and interview. I said yes on a phone call to discovering my my mind type, trying to figure out what that really, really looks like. And uh, we've got video rolling, so we'll roll some of this out to the world. Um, but for you, the audience member, listen up, because maybe something you hear today, you can apply right now to your life, or maybe you can take a break and visit mindtypes.com, M-I-N-D-T-Y-P-E-S.com to learn more about discovering your mind types. So, Ridgely, I'm all yours. Let's play. Let's go have some fun. All right, brother. So here's what's really cool. I'm going to ask you to tell me two stories. And here's what's going to happen. Because brain biology is always at play, even though I'm telling you ahead of time this is going to happen, you're basically going to tell me the same exact story twice. And everybody listening to this podcast is going to hear Tony tell me the same story twice, even though you heard it ahead of time. So tell me a story about something that happened to you at work or work-related with another person a specific interaction that you had with somebody else that made you feel successful or great? Um, I had a conversation with a colleague about a potential growth opportunity within the company and they felt like maybe there wasn't an opportunity for them to grow. And I was able to sit down and reassure this individual that the opportunities are, are potentially endless, right? We can create anything that we want. And at the end of the conversation, some tears, some laughter, some joy, and we felt really like excited that we were able to collaborate and come up with an opportunity for them to stick around and scale within the company. Excellent. And what about that made you feel successful? Um, seeing the other person lit up, excited, and, had, and further buy into what I've already been Believing for a long period of time as we're going places and we're looking for great individuals to uh, bring along uh, their best attitude and every single day show up with like, let's go figure out how to make that happen. Okay. And tell me why seeing that person lit up was important to you. Because I got out of bed today for contribution to the world. And when I see somebody smiling and in their element, I know that I'm in perfect alignment with my soul's purpose. And that was a frequency I needed to be tuned into in that moment. Gotta love that, brother. Okay, cool. Forget about work. Go out to outside work so it could be friends, family, relationships, a health, hobby, an adventure, something fun you did. Same situation, though. Outside work, a specific interaction with another person that made you feel successful or great. Uh, yeah, just a couple of days ago, uh, I hadn't been in the gym in about two years, and a <laughs> colleague uh, said, hey, you want to go shoot some hoops? And that's my love language is doing something, a fun activity. I said, great. We got up at 4.30 in the morning, hit the gym. It happened to be just us. And for the better part of about another hour, hour and a half, we just were laughing, shooting, having a good time, playing, having fun. And then we ended up on the bench um, just having a, con a candid conversation just about life, business, and the connection was incredible. And it strengthened our relationship. It just made things uh, like the glue a little stickier and made you feel more about, hey, you were heard. And I was able to share some insights from my, my journey as an entrepreneur, as a father, as a husband, 
And I felt really just impacted and I thought it was a great time. And we both walked away like that was a great time. Uh, and that was a good use of my, my time in the morning. And what about it made you feel great? Um, knowing that we both had lost our fathers on our journey and, uh, we were just two men without a father and we were able to kind of each just share some experiences and help one another to lift them up. That to me was what it was all worth right there. Just yeah, to be supportive. Why was that important to you? Um, cause I love giving back and helping others to realize that you're not alone and that together we're better than we are by ourselves. Awesome. Perfect. Let me ask you a question. Is it more important to you to give however you possibly can to others or to first connect with individuals and through that connection, give to them? Oh, always, oh, for me, it's always about the connection. It's always about, can I find, you know, if I see somebody on the street, I, there's a, there's a connection for me. I, I can visualize it and I understand it. So anytime there's a person, place or thing that needs me, I like to feel some part of a connection. Yeah. Nice. So check this out. Your mind type is the connector. <laughs> Holding it right here for you, brother. It's right there. Let me tell you a little bit about you. Okay, the connector is the person for whom bonds and relationships is everything. Trust is your number one core value. You go way out of your way to prove that you're trustworthy and can be trusted. Your superpower is trust and building trust. It's what you do with everything that you're about. Uh, you can be relied on. You're dependable. You are who you say you are. You show up when you say you're going to show up. I could hand you the keys to my cars, my house, my whatever, leave for Europe and never even think about it because I know it will be fully taken care of. Am I right? Absolutely. hundred percent. That's exactly right. And now you want to know your kryptonite? Yes, sir. I'm a little <laughs> not worried. I'm just envious of what, what it could be. So let's go. So, <laughs> so it is so important for the connector to prove that they're trustworthy, that the connector will do the extra and then the extra and then the extra, and then a little bit more to demonstrate that they can be trusted. And the challenge is it really doesn't work because the first extra takes you from being ordinary to extraordinary, something we can all aspire to, but all the other extras just make you nice. They don't accomplish the objective of proving further trustworthiness because all the rest of the world, all six other mind types, don't see things the way you do. So the kryptonite of the connector is waste. You end up wasting a lot of time and resources that could be going to your goals, your dreams, your family, your loved ones by doing extra, extra, extra. Let me take it one step further for you, Tony. The first extra is about the other person. The next extra, extra, and extra is actually about you. The only person you're proving it to is yourself. So if you can raise your awareness about that and go, hey, Tony, you're doing that extra, extra thing again. I already proved that I'm trustworthy. I am that person. I don't need to double, triple prove it. You'll gain a lot of your life back for this incarnation, my brother. I like it. So let's talk about what you just shared, because I think it was fascinating. I took some great notes. Appreciate you giving some time and leaning into that. Um, so <laughs> the loop that you didn't close for me that you opened by saying you're number two, what was your, what was your number two mind type observation of me then? So do you find that when people share with you what uh, an issue or a challenge that they have, that your mind immediately kicks into gear trying to figure out ways in which you could support them and connect with them? Yeah, like you use the word waste. So yeah, I still do that. <laughs> I still, I'm always doing that. Why did you, when you shared today, do you see what I went to? Mm -hmm. I went to, hey, tell me my mind type too. I, I want to know what my secondary one is. I'm always interested. You, you opened a loop and now I'm closing it. 
Well, my belief is, without going too deep, and I don't want to take too much time on this, that you're a person who likes to figure things out and to make sense out of things, to clarify things for others, because in so doing, it enables you to connect more deeply with them. Does that make sense to you? Yep. Mind type number two, the problem solver. Yeah, so, buddy. So you would be, the combination for Tony Grebmeyer would be this, connector, primary, problem solver, secondary. So if you are listening right now, he just showed me two guys. One looked like an elf and one looked like the devil. So thank you so much for showing me those characters. Um, you know, I got to tell you, it's fascinating. And so let's talk about somebody who's interested in going through this process. What does that look like working with you and your company? So the first thing to do is I would recommend to everybody, go to mindtypes.com and take the quiz. Because we have a quiz on there that will help you figure out your mind type. After that, if you want to do more, then we have workshops that you can register for to find out a lot more about the process before you make any serious commitment. So I like to give a lot, even though my primary is not the giver, which I'm holding up right here. That's actually my secondary. I love to give as long as it makes sense to me, which means that my primary mind type is the problem solver and my secondary is the giver. So I only give when it makes sense. And the thing that's so key is to understand, wow, think of if everyone you, if, in your family, just take your family for a second. If everybody in your family knew what the primary mind type was of each other family member, knew what their superpower was, what they did really, really well, knew what their kryptonite was, what was challenging for them. Think of how much you could help each other. Think of how much you could come together, how much the efficiencies of the dynamic would work. And of course that translates into work colleagues, loved ones, et cetera, all across the board. So the first thing, first step, go to mindtypes.com, take the quiz. No, I love it. And, and part of just talking it out for me too, and hearing you talk it out, kind of reminds me of playing the game Clue. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out, and you just told me everything that I, I really needed to hear today. So thank you, my brother, for, for helping me today. Well, um, me, number two. Can we do one thing that's really cool that's a little bit mind-boggling? Sure. All right. Tell me, how do people find out? How does it show up for them that Tony can be relied on? How do they know that about you? Um, word of mouth. Um, how, do you, how do you let them know? How do you show them? Oh, how do I show up? I just, I show up the same way that I do every single day. No, no different. I, I, I'm just of service. Mm -hmm. What else? I'm, I'm available to listen, to care, to, um, I put people first and who do I put last? You're talking to them right now. Um, that's pretty much it. Cause I, what you said to me, which is the word that I highlighted, I do it without even realizing it is I waste, waste, waste. I burn a lot of stuff. I probably don't need to. And I probably could get a little bit more clarity and freedom back through the process. So yeah. when you were telling, how do I sh like, how does that show up for me? Um, I make myself available. Mm -hmm. And then how do people know that they can count on you? A proven track record. Mm -hmm. What else? Real quick. How do people know they can count on me? Um, <laughs> having some fun with Tony here. No, I, I think it, I think it's consistency. I just, I show up. If I'm not, I, I, I stand behind this, that, you know, through some programming that I've worked through, um, integrity. So number one is uh, if I can't do it, I'll tell you, I can't do it. 
And if I can't do it by when I say I'll do it, I'll, I'll pick up the phone and I'll call you. I won't be late. I'll, I'll be on time. Now, accidents do happen. Sometimes I, I make a mistake. But the general, the general kind of idea around anything that Tony does is you can lean on me, count on me. We'll get it done. If not, we'll find a way to do it. That's the problem solver part of me. Right. One sec. One me. It's like Jeopardy. It's for you, my brother. So if I was going to create a message, an authentic message that comes directly from your mind type, the essence of who you are, and yeah, close your eyes for a second. It might sound like this. Hi, I'm Tony Grebmeyer, and I believe in relationships that are based in trust. When we work together, I'm going to show up the same way every day in service to you. I'll be available, I will listen to you, and I will care. I'll put others first, myself last. I have a proven track record, record of consistency, and I stand behind everything that I do. I'll tell you if I can't do something and if I can. And if I'm even late, I'm going to pick up the phone and call you so that you know you can lean on me, count on me, and we will find a way to get it done. And if that sounds like someone you want to work with, give me a call. Yeah, thank you. And uh, I'll take that any day of the week. I really appreciate uh, the clarity, too. That was, uh, that was awesome. Thank, thank you. you, sir. Can you shoot me an email or a photocopy of that? That's, uh, that's something to cherish right there. <laughs> I will indeed. I'll do it after this. Right now, it looks like a big pile of scribbles, but I'll, I'll come hey, for you. <laughs> however we figure it out, we find a way. Hey, I, I want to say first and foremost, thank you. Thank you. And I hope every one of you take full advantage of the opportunity today to go check out mindtypes.com and spend some time. Maybe find a way to take a class or learn more about yourself. I think uh, when we look at our lives... We're either ruled by a few things. We're ruled by what others tell us we are, or we go on a self, like a journey to kind of go through a bunch of roadblocks and we get ourselves stuck. Or then somebody originally comes along and says, hey, you know what? You can do both of those for the rest of your life. But what happens if I gave you clarity and shorten the path so you can actually enjoy more life, more freedom, and you can, you can live right now in an awareness state. So when you find yourself doing something, you have a way back. That's mindtypes.com. So that's, that's my way of saying thanks for coming on today. Um, and I want to take you into the fulfillment round. I just want to tell you it's been fun. And I'm excited to ask you some questions that are on a blank piece of paper right now. We're going to try to figure out some things together. So if you are ready, all I need you to do is say, I am ready. I am ready. And now it's time for the fulfillment round. No phoning friend. No using the Google machine. No digging into storage for the Encyclopedia Britannicus. And I promise, Tony won't make you cry. And if you don't know the answer, just make it up. The Fulfillment Round brought to you by ShipOffers.com for all your product and fulfillment needs. Now, Tony, you ready to ask some questions? Where were you born? I was born in Washington, D.C. in the exact same hospital that my wife, although four four years earlier than she was. I love it. Uh, Where was your first date with your wife? My first date with my wife was in my mother's kitchen. Really? Yes. My mom set me up, man. It was, it was, she was the girl next door and my, I'm a chef. I love to cook. Well, I'm not a real chef, but I love to chef it up. You know, my mom was a chef. She owned restaurants and stuff. And, uh, and I hated her as a kid because I couldn't go out and play ball until I finished chopping vegetables, sauteing a sauce, doing a reduction, doing whatever. But now it's all good. So my mom invites me to cook for her for her birthday on January 20th and invites the girl next door. And the girl next door ended up being the girl that I married. And then my younger brother also married the girl next door. So it ended up being a family kind of tradition. 
I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. That's really, really cool. And uh, way to go, mom. Appreciate sure. you doing that. First car that you remember that was like the car you really loved driving. 1967 Mustang Midnight Blue painted it up. It was so dope. I mean, it was great. Did you have black interior, the seatbelts in the back? Yeah. You know, they were barely, I think you had lap belts. And I think then you had a, maybe you didn't even have seatbelts back then. Yeah, no, we had lap belts, but I had a gray interior and I actually went out and got the license plate NRG, which are my initials, energy. And it was just like, okay, man, now I just think I am definitely one of the coolest people on this planet. Not true, but I thought so. Remember the hand crank to get the window down? Yeah, exactly, right? Oh. Um, <laughs> the thing would peel out because it had way more muscle than it had weight. It was oh. ridiculous. I'm just thinking a 1966 Mustang with that midnight blue and that gray interior. Yeah. My, so I, I was born a few years after that, but my parents had a Mustang and uh, they ended up getting rid of it. I think maybe when I was coming along for the ride, I think it was time that they, they got something else. But I remember hearing the stories of a Mustang. And so when you said 66. I, 67. So my sister, 66, 67. So I was like, man, I could have had the same type of car. That was awesome. Um, <laughs> what do you like to do when you're not in the kitchen cooking, not hanging with family? What, where could we find you, you just being in just pure joy and awe and having a good time? What would you be doing? So happiness to me is defined fairly straightforwardly as one month a year on the slopes, one month a year snorkeling with my wife, and 10 months a year in service to others. So I find great joy in service, skiing, and snorkeling. Uh, do, you, do you find yourself, uh, where's some great destinations you've traveled to in the last couple of years that you could identify as places for skiing and places for snorkeling? So certainly the most incredible snorkeling place on the world that I seldom share publicly that I will hear with you is Akumal, Mexico. A-K-U-M-A-L. Akumal in Mayan means the land of the turtles. It is a natural uh, cove where the Mesopotamian reef, which is a 2,000 mile long reef from northern Mexico to Venezuela, largest one behind the Great Barrier Reef in, in Australia, covers the front of the entire cove, leaving a 400 acre giant aquarium with every fish you saw in Finding Nemo, 80 giant turtles, and the occasional tiger shark that sneaks in there. It is absolutely unbelievable. It's my favorite place on planet Earth. That said, Moving to skiing, <laughs> I would say that uh, I love the powder of Utah, so Snowbird, Alta, but my favorite ski mountain is Telluride, Colorado, because it's just an old time. T-Ride is just the best, man. I love the place. I love the people. I love the food. I love the fact that it's just far enough away to deter those who are not stalwart to get there, and so that when you arrive, there's not a lot of people, but they seem to be quality people, and I just love going there. I love it. I'm going to come and visit you. So uh, what would I find as like a, a hot spot or a favorite little restaurant or something we would go do in your town over a meal? So for sure, it would be at my house because in our kitchen, we have a 13 foot long redwood island. So it turns out that the person, the person we bought the house from, father loved redwood. And his grandfather built him a bunk redwood bed when he was a kid. And he, he researched it. He figured it out. It took 11 years after making the payment for a redwood tree to fall down so they could harvest the tree. 
and send the thing. And it is literally 13 feet long. So we have this giant island of pure redwood. It is so cool. And in there, I am like the master mad scientist creator guy. And there is nowhere you can go eat in Pensacola that is better than on my redwood island. So that's where we would hang out, brother Tony. And we would have a blast and then probably just go out and jump in the pool. I love that. Hey, Ridgely, I just want to tell you, thanks, man. Thanks for coming, playing full out, having some fun. And uh, being a guest who literally just was okay with on the, on the fly, just going on a little journey. For and sure. you shared a lot. You helped me a lot. I hope you helped. You know, I always say I get out of bed. If I can impact the life of one person today, I did an amazing job. And sometimes when I can't find that one person, it's the one person they see in the mirror, which is me at night when I go to bed. I know that I made an impact in my life today by having a guest like you on my show. So first and foremost, thank you very much for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me, bro. It's been an absolute honor to kick off the decade with you this way. I'm excited to do some amazing things and to invite everybody who's hearing this to join in that quest to be amazing and do incredible things for others. Mindtypes.com. Thank you. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, choose to make today the absolute best day of your life. Thanks for listening to today's show. But before you go, let me ask you a question. How would you like to be the architect of your journey in this game we call life? Take the next step now at www.tonygrubmeyer.com. Enter your details to get the first week of the Be Fulfilled Journal for free. It includes access to our private community of thousands of other entrepreneurs. It'll give you more clarity and freedom in your day. And it might just change your life forever. Forever.